Torch Confessional, your weekly Google podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 203, uh, and welcome back to the front porch. Uh, I hope you're doing great wherever you are, whatever day you're listening to this, whatever time of day you're listening to this. I uh, hope you're doing great. Welcome to the podcast. Um, I, I, I've been working through this particular thought. And now I'd have to say, over the last six months, this thought has captivated me, challenged me deeply, but it's captivated me. And, and, and it's this challenge from uh, Dallas Willard. And he was challenging uh, people, and me in particular, because I was listening to it. Uh, to think with God. Now, I've talked briefly about this here and there, but it's I'm realizing week in and week out how much it's impacting the way I'm thinking. And so, like this week, we had this guy show up who's uh, doing kind of grading on our lawn. And so we're kind of getting some bids for it. In Phoenix, we have something called flood irrigation. Our house was built in 1949, and we live in an area that has it, which is kind of cool because I think it's like 70 bucks a year. So it can save you a ton of money. But they had buried our lines. We had to get a new line put in. Long story, this guy comes in and basically grades the lawn so it all works together the water flows and so on and so forth so wait this guy has to be 70 plus so he shows up and he's walking me through all the stuff and then he gets in his suv with the door open it's 112 degrees out and i don't know what happened in phoenix this week but the sun felt way more scorching and so I'm standing on the outside of his vehicle. He literally turns his air conditioning vent towards me. It doesn't hit me, but he's thinking he's being a nice guy. And he, he was trying to be nice. And he's telling me his whole life story. He's telling me about his son, about this car that we did. And I, in my mind, I'm like, I got to get out of here. Now, some of you, as you've listened to this podcast, go, man, Jeff's, you know, he's open. He's honest. He's, you know, maybe all a bit authentic, you know, like, and uh, uh, and uh, he's good with people. I'm just going to tell you, uh, in these scenarios, I want to run away. I want to run away. I'm just like, I, I can't handle this one. I'm too hot. I've got too much to do. But this idea of slowing down and thinking with God is so convicting. It's so convicting to me right now. And all I can fear the spirit of the I, all I can feel is the spirit go. There's nothing more important in the world than this guy right in front of you so i'm like oh gosh okay so i listened to this guy tell i mean i i stood outside for 35 minutes in that heat i'm sweating i'm like pumping my shirt trying to get some air into it he is just rolling on with the story i felt like i honored him i felt to the best of my ability that i really did to the best of my ability try to think with god about this guy like he god loves this man god cares about him and i need to too so i tell you all of that to say what would that look like what would it look like today tomorrow for you to think with god as you interact with people i mean i love this idea because it's like he puts people in your life all day long many of you are right now on your way 
to get a cup of coffee. That barista is not some random person. They were supposed to meet you and you were supposed to meet them today, right? So what does it look like to think with God? The person that's checking you out the grocery store, so on and so forth. What does it look like to kind of like be convicted by that and slow down enough to see the people in front of us? So all I'm telling you is this, that thought has wrecked me in the best kind of way. And so as usual, I'm going to do the same thing for you. What does it look like every day to think with God? Think with God. It's so amazing. It will, it, it's going to change the way you look at your life. You can slow down enough and go, wow, that's a big deal. All right. Hey, uh, just want to say thanks. Thanks again. Thanks, thanks, thanks for all of you who continue to listen. And, and then for many of you who support the podcast on Patreon, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. And thanks. So many of you have bought the devotional front porch devotional you can get it on amazon uh really appreciate it uh i uh, this is fun i got to deposit my first paycheck from the devotional this week and it was really really great so thank you so much for all of you who have bought the devotional if you'd like to get your copy it's a 30-day devotional with a journal um you can get it on amazon 10 bucks um love for you to check it out um, and support uh, the, the, the podcast, but it also uh, supports me in order for me to continue to do these things. So I'm in the process of working on number two. So thank you for all of you who continue to support. Really, really appreciate it. Okay, so we are in the Lord's Prayer. You want to go rewind back to episode 200. So if this is the first one you've ever listened to, I would encourage you, go back to 200, start there. That's going to be really important for you because we're going through the Lord's Prayer just kind of line by line. And so if you go back to 200, it's going to give you the content, uh, the context for the for the Lord's Prayer. And so literally going line by line, it's really important. But if you go back to 200, I think it'll be really helpful and you can kind of walk through this together so we are in uh matthew 6 verse 12 and um a reminder this is this prayer right is in the 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 greater context of jesus um his sermon on the mount and in many go is it one sermon is it sermons um that's to be debated but this prayer that he invites us into which is a framework in which we are to live our lives not just how we pray um is in the context of that greater teaching that he's walking people through so that's important to know so in matthew 6 12 it says this and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven as we also have forgiven our debtors i'll read it again and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Um, Cooper, our son, uh, when he was diagnosed with cancer, um, went into probably month two, went into anaphylactic shock. It was very hard, very painful for him, but also uh, for our family. And uh, which meant one of the chemos that obviously he's allergic to, he can't take. And but I mean, the whole scene, I, when I go back there, I, I remind myself how tragic that moment was. Like he stopped breathing 
and he was like the fear in his eyes at I mean and then the nurse runs over pumps him full of like some high dose of Benadryl or something and he just falls asleep crazy wakes up and he's fine I mean it was so traumatic so overwhelming I mean it happened within a minute it was crazy so all that to say that happens they pull us into this room with doctors and nurses and by the way if you're at a children's hospital and you get pulled into some room with doctors and nurses that's never a good sign so we're sitting there with them and they're like hey he needed that chemo in order to really I mean survive his his chances of survival go way down and so we're pretty overwhelmed and like we have an option it's not approved by the FDA and it's going to cost you a lot of money but you can sign on the dotted line basically and and we can provide the treatment basically the treatment was three leg shots a week for around six months and so we said yes without realizing how unbelievable um that pain would be for him not only that we didn't realize i think each shot was like 25 2700 bucks a shot three times a week times six months you can do the math hundreds of thousands of dollars outrageous um and we were trying to figure out like how we're going to afford this but of course we were like we're going to have to like give our house away or whatever but we didn't care because we wanted to save his life and so weird miraculous story in the goki world but we paid the first shot which was 25 2700 bucks something like that and so Patty's like, we, we can't afford to like pay two and three. And now remind yourself, this is three times a week for six months. And so that 7500 bucks, 78000 bucks a week that we have to pay the insurance. That's what we owe. And um, we're like, how are we going to do this? And so all of a sudden, um, Patty waited like, I think like three or four months and like called the insurance an insurance company and said okay like could we do a payment plan like what do we owe you and they're like um you owe nothing and we're like what and like yeah we you owe nothing we're like we oh and you know it's like you, you don't question you say okay thank you and so we're like wait a second so we paid one sh- for one shot for that whole treatment and we never had to pay the rest of the amount and now I don't know what happened. It was for, from Patty and I's perspective on a miraculous, miraculous work from God. Essentially, that debt somehow got absolved. And I don't know what happened, but it, gave, it, gave, it has given me a framework to realize what's been done for me. What Jesus has done for me. He's forgiven me. I'm forgiven. The debt has been paid when Jesus died and he rose again, he was the perfect sacrifice. It's been paid. I owe him nothing. Meaning, I can't do anything to earn that grace. That's what Ephesians 2 is inviting us into. You can't do anything. You can't earn it. It's a free gift from God. It's like, oh my gosh. But here's the thing that ends up happening. We become consumers of that gift without realizing actually that it's a gift 
that now gets to be reciprocated in the world we live in. This is what we've been called to do. Now, here's the convicting part of this passage. We need to practice what we preach. We have to practice what we we talk about a save we talk about good news, a savior who loves us, redeems us, cares for us, uh, uh, grace, mercy, all these amazing things. Uh, that uh, uh, who God is and what Jesus did and what the spirit is inviting us into and convicting us of is what are you going to do for others? What are you doing for others? What are you doing for us? If you've been forgiven, are you someone who forgives? And I have been deeply convicted by this. Deeply. This matters. The way we live this out, it matters. In our culture, we're, 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 we're hypocrites. Our culture sees us as hypocrites because we have been given so much forgiven. So much grace, so much mercy. But are we extending that out? Rarely. Rarely. So the challenge is like this. What would it look like for you to live this out in a way that reflects the same forgiveness that's been given to you? Because the the real overwhelming part of this passage and this is kind of a translation from Barclay William Barclay he's one of my favorite commentators but um, he says this forgive our sins like this is how he would translate this passage forgive us our sins in proportion as we forgive those who have sinned against us it's mind-blowing Right. It's it's mind blowing. Like and, and maybe we'd say like, oh, wait a second. Wait, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. You know, wait, you're, you're saying that like there's this like if like if I've, I've got there's a proportion thing like no, no, no. His, his 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 death and his resurrection covered all my sins. I'm good to go. Except that there's passage in scriptures that say to whom much is given, much is required, which means you've been given much grace. You've been given much mercy. You have been given and I have been given much forgiveness. Therefore, we hold a a responsibility to forgive much. And I remember this, uh, as I was uh, thinking through this passage, I reminded myself of this guy, his name is Keith Green, and he he wrote a a song called Asleep in the Light. And he said, and, and, and the lyrics go like this, Oh, bless me, Lord. Oh, bless me, Lord. You know, it's all I ever hear. No one aches. No one hurts. No one even sheds a tear. But he cries. He weeps. He bleeds. And he cares for your needs. And you just lay back and keep soaking it in. Oh, can't you see? It's such sin. And I want you to know it is. It is such sin. And we need to be people who are forgiving other people because we have been forgiven. Because Jesus paid our debt. Therefore, we are in debt to forgive others. That's what we're called to do. So the question I have is this. Who do you need to forgive today? 
How do you live in light of this beautiful passage that Jesus is inviting us into? Father God, we need your help. Thank you for your forgiveness. Teach us spirit to forgive other people. So, take a breath. Relax and believe that the God of the universe